0: What the game's all about? All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss.
1: I'm just leave it up there.
0: You couldn't make that if you tried that again.
1: Absolutely not. Try the floor. Let's go.
2: Welcome to Buckets, our new Action Network NBA podcast. I'm Matt Moore, senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Excited to bring you this new podcast feed. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be absolutely awesome as we dive into everything that you need to know to bet NBA. Joining me every week, multiple times, hopefully by the end of the season, Brandon Anderson and Ryan Palmer, my my guys from the Action Network NBA podcast. We're going to be bringing you, look, futures, long-term bets, how to bet NBA nightly, props, approaches, awards, everything that you need to know, you will be able to get in this podcast. And you can check out all of our analysis as well as get access to new episodes in the Action Network app, the absolute best app for any better. You can track your bets, get our up to the second analysis, get information on where money is coming from, where the futures are at, everything that you need to know to be the best better you can be is on the Action Network app. So- we have this new feed, fellas. I'm very excited. Brandon, are you ready to rumble with me today about Rookie of the Year?
1: Oh, I am so ready. I've been like counting it down for the, for the last week. I wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and add a couple notes to my my, my long list of notes. I'm, I'm ready to rumble. I'm ready for Rookie of the Year today. I'm ready to rumble all year long, multiple times a week, and, and go at it with you. This is going to be exciting. Buckets, let's go. Raheem, I have to ask you.
2: Uh are you Raheem is our is our professional better
1: and he is
2: one of the sharpest guys out there. He his NBA model did exceptionally well this season. He also Ian he Brandon also cover NFL. Raheem also covers boxing, lots of stuff to get to. Uh Raheem, are you ready for us to get started with talking about some title features? I'm
0: born ready. I mean, I'm so excited. You know, we ended the NBA season, you know, on a four and a half month run that was just unstoppable. Um, i took a couple of losses towards the end of the season and i'm eager to get back like you know um our sponsor BetMGM, mGM it kind of beat me up a little bit in the finals so i'm coming back for everything
2: <laughs> so right. let's get into these title futures i'm excited all right uh let you guys know we're gonna have new episodes of this show every Wednesday going forward, that is our schedule. If we change that, we'll let you know. But that's going to be our starting schedule going forward. You can check us out every Wednesday and our fantasy DFS show on Mondays. Dan, is that right? You got it. All right, that's our producer Dan. We are locked in on Mondays with our fantasy DFS show, and then Wednesday talking to how to bet NBA here on Buckets. All right, so. Let's get started with the big picture because we're gonna kick this off. We can't we can't dive into summer league and and what happened in the desert with all the weird basketball I saw last week. We gotta dive in right at the top. The NBA schedule was released today. We'll have news about how we're gonna approach that information at the end of the show. But we want to start you off with a little bit of title discussion. Let's get let's reset the table for the 2021-22 NBA season, which believe it or not is coming very very quickly. We are less than two months away from the start of the nba season which is just wild uh obviously at the top the nets and lakers are the number one and number two in terms of the title favorites that's for pretty obvious and pretty clear reasons the nets obviously looked pretty dominant when they were healthy but fell apart in the second round and health-wise versus the bucks it still went to seven games the lakers presumably Anthony Davis's injury, LeBron's injury, having to do the play-in, getting into a rough spot. Then Davis goes down versus the Suns after they were up in that series. Makes a lot of sense that these guys are here. So my first question for you guys, let's start with Raheem. Look, the Lakers added Russell Westbrook. That's a pretty controversial move. They add Trevor ariza Malik Monk, uh Kendrick Nunn, underrated little signing that they, they snuck in there as well. They lose a lot of the pieces from the title contending team, the title winning team rather, and a lot of pieces from last year's team, Uh, presumably more Anthony Davis at five. You add Russell Westbrook, the Lakers are plus 400 or better at the books that we've taken a look at. My question for you is, Is this the time that you want to get in on the Lakers? Or do you? I know you tend to want to wait on futures because you don't want to tie your money up. But do you think there's value on the Lakers right now, Raheem? I don't think there's value on the Lakers
0: at all. I think, you know, you're going to, they're going to struggle to adjust with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. They're both two ball dominant players who need the ball in their hands. Um, I think this is very similar to what we saw with the Miami Heat, where you had D Wade and you had LeBron. Neither are great three point shooters. So they're going to have to find ways of making it work. And I think when it comes to the Lakers, you're going to be able to to catch them on a losing streak sometime in November, December, maybe even January. I mean, we've seen LeBron really have some tough January, February before he gets it together. And I want to catch them coming off one of those losing streaks before I invest
2: in any title futures. All right, Brandon, I'm kind of with Raheem on this. I think I don't. 400 is a pretty good price that you can get at FanDuel right now um at DraftKings, you know it's a little bit tighter you're looking at uh plus 380 uh bet mgm's got the lakers at plus 400 as well four to one seems like pretty good value for where we're going to be at the start of the playoffs do you what would it take for them to really slide past 400 do you think
1: yeah, it does seem like like 400 is about right. I was trying to kind of think of, okay, what percentage would I give them? 400 is implied 20%. And that is is right about where I put it. I'd say 15 to 20%. So I, I would be hoping for maybe a 500, 600, somewhere in that range, but it's not so far off. Um, yeah, it, the, the thing that I disagree with Raheem on this. I don't know that I see the big, the the losing streak that's going to be coming. I don't know that I necessarily see the value getting a lot better here. To me, Russell Westbrook, he's a floor raiser. He's going to make the Lakers way better and way more reliable in the regular season. We'll, we'll come back to team over and all that eventually. But to me, the addition of Westbrook makes me want to go over on the Lakers regular season, fade them in the playoffs. I think in the regular season, running in transition, Westbrook running the offense with Davis while LeBron is sitting those minutes or taking a night off, letting LeBron and Davis stay healthy, get an extra few nights off while Westbrook can just play a Westbrook ball and, and do rust stuff. Like that's going to, to me, this is the Lakers saying, hey, no more playing games. None of that crap we're, we're done with that. We don't necessarily need home court or the one seed, but no more playing games we're going to get Westbrook in here and we're going to tear up the regular season, get all the wins that we need to. I don't know how I feel about it in when it matters in, in the playoffs. I, I guess I do know, I don't feel great about it. So it's, it's a hard spot for me because I don't know that I see it getting a lot better than 400. If you do like it, I feel like this is maybe the spot for it. I just don't know that I feel great about it. And I'm not sure I want a Lakers position right now until I can actually see how this works better.
2: Hmm. Okay. So you like, mm-hmm. you genuine, you, you were genuinely like a little out on the Lakers. I mean, like, the, mm. I get it. Like, I get it because it's very easy to just be like, well, Russia sucks. It's, but that's not really accurate. Um, the way I wrote about it on action is this, the Lakers move for Russell Westbrook. The best way to think about it is you could say like, well, what about the shooting and the spacing, it didn't matter in 2020. Like yeah. they won with transition. They went with, with defense and hammering you in transition with superstars like that's what they did that's how they won they didn't have like a beautiful complicated offense that was so powerful and had so many great shooters they hammered you and russ is another hammer right i agree with you on the floor i think for the regular season is pretty high um we'll get into win totals here you know closer to the season want to wait until everything kind of shakes out there but i do think that that's probably the way that i want to bet it most but like look i, I do think the Lakers are probably going to be pretty good. The the problem is I think if they get out to a good start, and this is where we're going to have to look at the schedule next week. If they get out to a good start, then that number is probably going to drop and it's going to stay, you know, probably 200, 250-ish, which is where it was closer at the start of when things back opened up in June. Uh, That's where things kind of like first looked was, was 250 to 300 range. It's moved to 400. This might be honestly the, the a better chance to kind of get a signal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand wanting to see uh, LeBron's health, though. Here, I have a an interesting prop to bring up to you guys. So, Lakers are plus four hundred. We love those finals matchup odds. The finals matchup odds at that MGM are plus three seventy five for Nets Lakers. So, you're getting a better price on the Lakers to win the title, and then hedging out with the Nets than you are betting Lakers Nets to reach the final. Like that's how much of, of the favorite those two are to win the conference. Like a lot of the odds are telling you is they like the Lakers a lot to win the West, but they don't think they can beat the Nets. So let's talk Nets real quick. Uh, Raheem, I definitely don't think this is the best price we're going to get on the Nets. Like it's plus. Oh yeah. Without, I mean, without it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Without a doubt. I think we're going to get a better price. I mean, I think, you know, there's some health concerns with them too. Yeah. You know, they're a top heavy team. I was a little disappointed they lost Jeff Green, but I I I did like the, the the addition of Patty Mills. I mean, I think this. I mean, we all we all look at the Nets. The Nets are the team to beat if they can stay healthy, and I think that's what it comes down to. I, I just think they have so much talent, so much firepower. I mean, this is probably the best offense in NBA history, and this is even surpasses what we saw from the Warriors. Like it's just it's on a different level. So I think you kind of have to wait and see on the Nets try to get the best price you can i think you've you've always approached futures in the right way about building a position you know buying buying the dip almost like treating it like bitcoin you buy the dip and then you know times like this you kind of sit and chill so
2: i mean look they had a 117.3 offensive rating last year which is the you know the highest in nba history for sure um but i do think one the injuries i think are an issue I don't love the fact that they lost Jeff Green and re-signed Blake Griffin. They're putting a lot of eggs in the Blake Griffin basket, like Claxton's there, but I'm not sure with as much as this team is run by the superstars. I don't know that they're ever going to be like, yeah, we need, we need Nick in here. They're going to be like, no, 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 we trust Blake. Like, this is one of the problems with like everyone being your friend is they're real reliant on those things. Part of the problem is, is look, we're used to a superstar team. This is the kind of the going concept with the Nets, is that there's, all right, everything's kind of wide open. The Bucks snuck in last year and got their title. What a great story. But usually we have a superstar team that dominates everything, and the Nets are the most likely candidate. My problem is, usually that superstar team is great on both ends. The Warriors were the number one defense, as well as being the Splash Brothers. Like, the Heat were mm-hmm. a phenomenal, terrorizing offense, as well as being like that skirmish defense. The nets are legitimately a pretty bad weak defense that just has three superstars and good shooters. And I I don't have a lot of faith that that's like an invulnerable approach. I don't see them as a juggernaut. Am I wrong on this, Brandon? You're a pessimist. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm a realist, not a pessimist. That's the polite way of calling us. Um, to me, I, I just think the Nets are a juggernaut. I think that the Nets, the healthy Nets are a juggernaut. I think the offense is so good and so talented that if they're healthy, I think that they are that much of a favorite. And it, to me, this is kind of the opposite of the Lakers. So right now I'm seeing Nets at plus 240 at MGM. So that's an implied 29% at winning the title. I would never put the Nets as low as 29% to win the title. To me, that's just completely banking on injuries. And it's certainly, we have to factor the injuries in. Durant, you know, has has a lot of history and is coming off the Olympic cycle, which hasn't always been kind to players. Kyrie is always a question mark. Harden's had a couple of big injuries. Like, I'm not so worried about Kyrie. If if it's the start of the playoffs and Durant and Harden are healthy, or put it this way, if you told me that the playoffs have finished and Durant and Harden were healthy for the playoffs, I would take the Nets against the field of, of my options because that's how confident I am that the Nets are that much better than any of the other options, especially now that I'm lower on the Lakers once they've added Westbrook to the mix. So to me, it's, it's, it's betting on health. So on the one hand, I agree with what you guys said. I agree with Raheem. The odds are going to drop here because the, all the Nets care about, all they really should care about is just get to the playoffs healthy. Just get Durant and Harden to the playoffs, whatever the seed is, whatever the play in is, who really cares? Just get there healthy. That means that the odds should drop because they're going to get that losing streak. They're going to fall in the standings a little bit, maybe not a ton. They didn't fall much last year. But to me, I want the 240 because I think that they're better than a 29%. I just also want to add to it later. With the Lakers, I don't want any part of it and I don't want to add to it later, anyways, because I don't want them in the end. With the Nets, I want them in the end. So I'm going to take the 240. Because what if they come out and just blow the doors off teams for a couple of weeks and then the books are like, yeah, these guys are so good that we're never giving you good money on this again.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the, the question of when will the nets be lower, I think, is a legitimate question. Look, mm-hmm. I, I do have some concerns here. Like, I'm just going to be straight. I, I look, Kyrie Irving is a divisive figure and there's amazing things that Kyrie Irving has done for communities and social justice efforts and good things. Kyrie Irving can be that person and also be a space cadet. Both of those things can be true. Mm. And I think Kyrie Irving's a space cadet where I do not trust him to be part of a core that you can really rely on. And if you're like, well, uh, just Durant and Harden, what's the number you would like? Obviously, it's got to be a plus number because you would take you would take the nets with Harden and Durant. What's the what's a plus number you give me on the field?
1: So I, I calculated the odds and I would put my, if I was setting a line right now, obviously I wouldn't do this because the money would all come on one side, but my realistic odds, I would give the Nets, I put them at 45% chance to win the title right now, which is a plus 120. So then the field would come in just barely on the opposite side of that. Like, obviously the money would hammer the field on that side. So I'm not the books. That's just Look, if you it. give
2: me if you give me a plus number on the field, I'll bet you with I'll give you the c- caveat of Durant and Harden have to be healthy the whole playoffs. I'll give it to you right now and we'll do something. Exactly. If you'll if you'll give me a plus number on the field with Durant and Harden, I'll do it right now. So so let really? me ask
1: let me ask yeah. this back. Uh-oh, mean, here's, here's
2: my thing.
0: Bet MGM has the Nets at minus 125 to win the East. So they're giving them a a 55% chance to win the East.
2: Right. I mean, at some point, do we see the Sixers beating them? Do we see, really? Yeah, because look, look, you know how I think about these things. It's matchup, right? It's matchup. What are they doing versus Embiid?
0: I mean, they're doubling him, and they're forcing Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons.
2: Are they good enough defenders? To double effectively,
0: well, to me, I'm gonna
2: be honest. To me, to me, MB could average forty in that series, and they could still lose. I mean, we gotta see the, the big thing there is, and the reason I wouldn't bet the Sixers now mm-hmm. is that you gotta you gotta see what Ben Simmons gets. Yeah, right. But
0: then, I mean, even when you move when you move past the Sixers and you go to the Bucks, they didn't have Harden for half the series, and you know yeah. they were a Bruce Brown, you know brick th- like brick floater away from going up three up.
2: But here, and, but here's a question on that. Do we feel like the Bucs were worse than the Nets or that they shot worse? I think it was a little both. I don't. See, I feel like the Bucs had matchup advantages, which is why they won that series anyway. Yeah. That they do not have the guys to stop Giannis. And that then I think the Bucs had their like shook moment there. Like That's they were fair. shook. And yeah, then I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: I do think the Bucs are better this year. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the thing that's a little bit scary because
2: if you don't get a healthy Nets team, the Bucks are repeating. So this is a lot of it is like, I'm going to bet the Nets at some point. And I may, like after, like Brandon's case is compelling. Like, all right, that's, you know, is it 29%? Is that the implied? No. That's probably low. I don't think it's that low. I think mm-hmm. I'm probably somewhere between 30 and 40%. So that's the case like i still need i'm still getting good probability and if i want i build on these positions like i mentioned like we all have different approaches to this and mine is like i will tell you in a second like who have already bet i will add on to positions as the season goes along um i probably have to bet the the nets at 240 yeah just because there's a good chance that they dip into but i'll say this like look i look back historically the Warriors were still plus two hundred or better at a lot of points in the regular season. Like I may lose a little value, but you also yeah. the the thing that you gain in waiting is you gain certainty against injury, right? Like the closer we get to the playoffs, if they're still at two forty plus two twenty, like I'll pay twenty cents if it means that we're at we're at you know where I all star break, and the Nets are still the favorites, but they haven't moved much, and I've got a half season. I got to worry about plus I get more data on how good they are. Yeah. If they come out and they rip through everybody like the warriors in 2016, then we get a problem. I don't necessarily see that happening. Here's part of it. I don't know how much to buy into last year's regular season performance. I think a lot, the more I think about last year's regular season performance from the nets, because you weren't able to go like, well, they were, they were this, that, and the other, it was just like, well, they just kind of won, which is good, but it wasn't like, it was a really weird win profile, right? Cuz they started off and they were bad versus bad teams and good versus great teams. It's hard to sustain high levels versus good teams. Now, they're still going to be a top 3 seed. They should be the 1 seed, right? Like we would bet them to be the 1 seed now. But I at least want to see how it works out with this team. This is a weird team. This team is not like one we talk about them because they have this this amount of talent. But like do we admit that this is a weird team and how it's constructed, right?
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, so were the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat had no bench. I mean, the big three Heat were just. But they were like, they were relying on their defense. That's fair, but I mean, I just I think in today's today's NBA, you kind of gotta have offense, and I, yeah, think I that, agree. That,
2: I agree, but here's the thing: is like defense is your stopgap. Like offense gets your ceiling. Defense is your stopgap, and like I don't know what this what the stopgap is gonna look like. Um,
1: Okay, let, let me let us do some math here. Let's let's do a little math lesson for for our listeners. So, Raheem, you you said the Nets to win the East right now are minus one twenty five.
0: Yeah, minus one twenty five at um, Bet MGM. There's some yeah, there's some okay. spots so you could some, find plus money.
1: So somewhere somewhere in that range. So that's implying something around fifty five percent of the Nets to win the East. So if that's the case you definitely should not bet that and should bet the title odds instead because at 29% to win the title, that would imply only a 53% chance of making the finals and then winning the finals. Right. In what mm-hmm. world does it make sense to basically make the Nets a slight coin flip favorite in the finals? If it's the Lakers, sure, we can argue about it. I'd still take them at a higher odds. If it's anyone but the Lakers, the Nets are way higher than 53% yeah. to win, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if you're going to play the Nets, you got to go all in. And so here's my other question. We don't have a crystal ball. If I told you that I'm not even including Kyrie Durant and Harden are guaranteed healthy for the duration of the playoffs. Okay. What, however long they're playing, they're guaranteed healthy. Now, what percent do you give the nets of winning the title? If we can turn off injuries. So we're guaranteed those two. How, how high do you put them?
2: You're asking him to to figure out a number on the fly. This is not how his brain works. (laughs) Is that? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm still going. I'll say this: I'm still going less than fifty percent.
1: Okay, because like I,
2: you know, I don't think they're matchup invulnerable. I just don't.
1: I honestly think that
2: they play great in that series versus the Bucks without those guys. I also will say this very clearly, and like this is the important thing: I do want to make clear to listeners, no one should look at as like, well, they won seven games with the Bucks. And they didn't have Kyrie and Harden. You don't take what happened and then add those guys in. Like, that's not yeah. how this works. Yeah. The matchups mm-hmm. change entirely. Those are worse defenders. Like, everything changes. if It's chaos theory, right? Even if you don't want to get into, like, how good Kyrie or Harden are on defense or any of those things, every possession changes based off of the personnel. You yeah. cannot just be like, they went seven and add those guys in. It just does not work that way. That's fair.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: But I mean, I, I think you I think that the thing is you almost can't
0: even assume that this is gonna be the final version of the Brooklyn team. Like look at how Brooklyn morphed over the, the course of last season. You know, just with you know Blake Griffin and you know, um they they I mean they had so many pickups last year that you know guys are gonna wanna there's gonna be buyout candidates. Like the Nets are gonna get some whatever problems that they have, they're gonna fix.
2: Really? They're gonna get a rim protector?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're going to pick up. Uh, they're not going to have a waiver. Let
0: me, let me reword that. They, they, they may not be able to completely
2: fix all their problems, but they're going to be able to address some of the small weaknesses. Are, are those had. guys friends with Kyrie, Katie and Harden? Cause that's what matters. Like, no, I'm being serious here. We know those guys run this team. Like, yeah. you don't look at Blake Griffin and be like, Oh, that's the missing piece. You don't do yeah. that. You don't look at Deandre Jordan and be like, that's the guy we need. Yeah. Like, let's be clear about who's running this team. Yeah. So you're I mean, gonna have a buyout yeah. guy who's also friends with yeah. Kyrie, Katie, and Harden. Yeah.
1: Okay. But but let, let me just again back to the numbers. We're we're batters. We gotta play yeah. the numbers. So Matt, you said you didn't even know if you would put at fifty percent, maybe a little lower than fifty percent. So let let's let's,
2: let's put it at, let's put it at forty-seven.
1: Okay. So if it's at forty-seven percent, then if that's the case, we only have to have Harden and Katie healthy. of the possible playoffs in order for this to play at 29% in our favor. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And and, and that's being conservative. I would say 50% is low. I would say if they're guaranteed healthy, I'm putting above 50. I'm going to say 60, 70. Okay. And if if that number goes up or the injury mm -hmm. odds go up, now you have to play that number. Okay.
2: I just, just, if you're listening, just be advised. Like you got KD coming off the Achilles. He had multiple injuries last year that he still dealt with around the Achilles. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving dot dot dot. And then James Harden has so many miles on him. Like that's why this number isn't higher. Like we know that, right? Like we know that the reason that this number is the reason this number isn't shorter is because of the injury situation with those guys. And it's something to really consider as you go forward, even with yeah. those guys not being as old as even the Lakers. Um, all right. So to wrap this up, if not the Nets or Bucks, is there anybody else you would bet? Because I have Several bets to talk about, but Brandon's are because you're uh, you are going to be entering the season in nihilist mode, the Nets are going to just dominate everything and everything is already over and there's no point betting anything else. Is there anybody else? You like the long shots. Do you like anything else on the board?
1: So I I will say this, uh, the nihilist version of me has already been appeased a little bit because I already have just been waiting, counting down the days toward Nets Lakers and the absolute certainty that is going to happen. But then the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook. So now I have a little hope again that uh, they're going to (laughs) speed this up somehow. So I'll say this. I want no part of betting a Nets Lakers finals. We brought that up already. Mm -hmm. That's just too many injury question marks for me. Now I'm betting on, on Anthony Davis and LeBron and Durant and Harden to stay healthy. And that's just no thank you. So I don't want that. Um, looking at other teams, the team that, that whose odds look good to me, I'll mention a couple that I like, but I'm not going to bet now because I think the odds will be better later. I'm interested in Denver. They're at 22 to 1 right now in MGM, but they're, they're not going to be as good now as they will close to the playoffs when Jamal Murray should hopefully be getting back. So I don't need to bet that one now. I'll wait till later. I'm intrigued by the Warriors, but the price is ridiculous right now. We also just got the schedule and they're playing LA and LA to start the year out. So they're about to get lambasted out of the gates and that, that number is going to drop. So against all odds, the other bet, the longer shot bet that I would take right now, other than the Nets is actually the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And that is a mm, team yeah. that I was out on all this year, but here's why at 16 to one, That's just that that's giving them not nearly enough respect for how close they were this year. They could have won game seven against Atlanta. I think that we would have given them a pretty solid chance against Milwaukee, given how the bucks were playing at the time and how the matchups go and all of that. I think if they were playing Phoenix in the finals, we would have liked Philadelphia's chances a a pretty good amount. Um, This isn't last year. We, you know, just the fact that they were close last year is not relevant because we had all the injuries and everything, but they weren't that far away, and we know that there's a chance that they might make that big trade. They might suddenly add Damian Lillard or something else like that. Like To me, you mentioned earlier, Matt, will, will the Nets just be the one seed because they're the best team that should be the one seed? I don't think they're going to be the one seed. I think that Philadelphia or Milwaukee could be the one seed. These teams are going to win a lot of games. So you've got the unbeat injury question, but Philadelphia also should be a pretty clear top seed in the East, 16-1, to one. I just feel like you're weighing in. Will what will they do with Simmons? Yeah. Will Embiid stay healthy? Mm-hmm. They're they're all those things. I I certainly don't. I will not pick Philadelphia to win. But one out of seventeen chances, I think they definitely could do it. So I
2: yeah. I, I will say I'm waiting for the Simmons trade on that. Like I mm-hmm. I want to know what they get back. If they don't have another creator still, I can't feel good about them. Cause you just, you need it in the playoffs, right? Like it's not, they can rack up the regular season wins again, but that's the problem in the playoffs. They got to have a creator. And so if they don't get somebody that can create shots off the dribble, I'm still not going to feel good enough about buying in on them. Like I can just bet them in the playoffs round by round based on the matchup. Right. Yeah. But if they get a, if they get a creation return, then I think there's value on that. Um, yeah. So I will, I have to, I started thinking about this in terms of, what are teams that I can see myself wanting to bet later Mm -hmm. and at shorter prices. And so I bet I got a a promotion deal on the Lakers at plus 600, Bet that for a tiny Mm -hmm. amount, Uh, I did bet twice. I bet the nuggets at 2200 and plus 2100. Uh, I'm very high on them. I just think 80%. I have a lot of confidence in Jamal Murray coming back from the injury. Mm -hmm. I know that kid's uh, dedication. I know his work ethic. He's maniacal. He is one of the hardest working players I've ever seen and he will be absolutely driven. They were so good, fully healthy. I think they're going to be a little bit better this year with Jeff green, with more mm-hmm. integration of the offense, with the Aaron Gordon getting settled in. Uh, I think they're going to be really, really good. I think their floor will be high enough in the regular season that they'll still end up with like a fourth seed and be in a good spot. The Lakers matchup is still going to be a problem, but if anything else, like I'm playing these things for in part, if, if cash out's going to be available later, and if mm-hmm. cash out's available later, like this, the, those prices are just gonna be lower. Um, I've also taken, I've started a position on the Mavericks, thirty to one. That mm-hmm. seems a little wild, but again, I just think that number is gonna shorten. I, I think Luca is so phenomenally good. Like at this point, I, I, you know, I bet the over on them last year and had them high, and they underperformed. I want to keep betting Luca especially these big numbers and because it's going to pay out I feel like eventually based mm-hmm. off of who he is like how good he is in particular like he in, mm-hmm. is such a spectacular talent like top 5 player in the NBA that that's eventually going to work out in the favor um the other one that I have bet and I got better numbers than where it's at now this number dropped like quite a bit uh I got warriors at a much longer number than it's at right now it's at plus 900 um i got it at 1200 so i got it at 12 to one and i bet warriors twice at 12 to one um look stuff clay draymond the off season did not go how i'd hoped i'll say that did not yeah. get the free agency help i wanted but i do want to at least have a position on them in case like they were so good they were good enough last year to be within range of the conversation, despite how bad that first star of the year was. If you just take out the Wiseman Ubre minutes, there's a lot of reason to think that they're probably going to be better with a little bit more veteran talent. Um, yeah. That's where I've started. And I'll probably mm-hmm. like, I'm going to bet the nets after this conversation, Brandon has convinced me.
1: I, I yeah. like the warriors too. I, to me, if you told me right now, okay, next season has ended the nets didn't win the t- championship and neither did the Lakers. Who was it? I'd pick the Warriors, and I know that that might sound crazy. I know Raheem's going to push back on this. I kind of like their off season. They got Iguodala back. We know what he adds to the team. I know he's old and, and injury prone. He's Larry we,
0: Holmes status.
1: We know we know how he fits in the team. Uh, I think Moses Moody's going to be a good fit, and Otto Porter, if he can be healthy, is is a perfect fit on that team. I think Bielitza is a really nice addition to add some shooting to that team. Clay is going to be back. They were really good at the end of last season. And I started thinking about this the other day. The Warriors lost both playing games this year. They they lost to the Grizzlies because Xavier Tillman had a big shot in the final minutes. If the Warriors got in as the eight seed, I kind of feel like they would have gone to the Western Conference Finals and like actually put up a fight there too. Wait, like wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Who? You think the Warriors would have beat the Suns? I said put up a fight. I think the Warriors could have could have given them. Look, the Suns went to six. Now they would face
2: the Jazz. Oh right? No, Okay. Right. They yeah. Would, if they beat the Grizzlies. I mean, they're the right. eight. So they face, Oh yeah. Okay. They face Utah, presumably Clippers without Kawhi, but we don't know about like, that's the difference. Yeah. Right. right. Like, okay. Yeah, that's we fair. Know.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying because w- the, based on what happened and we saw the jazz get their guards injured, we saw Kawhi get injured, given the path that w- was there. I don't think that we're all that far from the Warriors having like suddenly been game six in the Western finals and having a shot at this. And that was literally a two man team. Now Clay is back, whatever version by the playoffs, and we got a bunch of other better-fitting role players. I think the Warriors actually, like, it seemed crazy to me, and I know Raheem, you think is living in the past, but I, I just think Steph is that good, and if he plays as well as he did last season, I still think that they can actually make a run at this. I don't know how they're going to beat the Lakers, so, but we're already saying ruling that out. But uh, Raheem, I'm
0: gonna be good. For me, I think the team that's grossly mispriced is the milwaukee bucks
1: yeah yeah
0: how how like when's the last time you've seen a team win the championship and then come <laughs> back next year and they're getting plus
2: 850. Yep. so I,
1: disrespectful
0: i, I missed
2: <laughs> I, f- I forgot to mention i also bet them at, pl- at, at plus 800. like at to me
0: that is that is the most disrespectful thing i've ever seen on the board and to me you know watching that finals i felt like and this is no disrespect to kevin durant but i felt like i was watching the best player in the league for his closeout game because The Bucs probably should have lost that game. And Giannis said, you know what? We're not losing. We're not losing. And I I think it's those type of performances that change a team's DNA. And, you know, we saw it with the Raptors the following year where it's just, you know, Lowry and Van Fleet, they went off in the playoffs and they were just a totally different team. They just didn't have the superstar, you know. The Bucs have the superstar. You know, they re-signed Bobby Portis. They got George Hill back. got Rodney Hill. They they got Grayson Allen. And they're going to have Dante DiVincenzo back. And I think this is a team with championship DNA. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's the only competition for the Nets in the East. And if you ask me... If the Lakers run up against the Bucks, the Bucks are going to win that series. Like the Bucks can be, F- we know the Bucks can be any. Like if you put them in a, a four game, seven game series against any team in the league, they're probably favored over everybody except for, except for the Nets. Well said. So,
2: yeah. You, I, I
0: think at plus 850, you kind of got to add that to your portfolio.
2: Yeah. I I, am, I got him at 800. I'll probably bet him uh, again before the season starts. All right. That's like your table setter for. Mm-hmm. The NBA season. We're gonna talk about summer league real quick before uh, we get out of here today. So let's just like start off right off the top. I just want to go ahead and get into this because it's gonna it, it'll it take long enough. I'll say this being a summer league. Um, the guys are really popped Trey Murphy for the Pelicans looked really good. I think he's a rotation player. Mm -hmm. uh evan mobley i think is in time going to be a really good player in terms of what he does i would say that he there is no value on him for rookie of the year absolutely uh he helps other makes other guys better he's a good screener good defender none of the things that win you rookie of the year are things that evan mobley does Mm -hmm. um mitchell for the kings i think has a little bit of value like he looked like he's the whole thing with him is he's older but he did look ready off the bat I don't know if he'll get enough touches on a Kings team that's got so many guys that get the ball, but if they clear out some stuff, I think Mitchell might be, might have some sleeper value there. Um, But the big headliner, look, here's where I'm at after watching summer league. Mm -hmm. Kay Cunningham is going to be the better NBA player than Jalen green. He will be a better player. He will make his team. His teams will win more. Uh, He makes his teams better. Kay Cunningham is a better NBA player. Over the course of his career, like this is an early prediction, could be totally wrong, but like just telling you off of his college career, people I've talked to, watching him the summer league, Kay Cunningham does all the things that help you win. None of that has anything to do with Rookie of the year. What stats do you get? That's what determines Rookie of the year. What numbers do you get? Every person I talked to said Jalen Green's gonna put up numbers right away. And you saw it, like sidestep, fade away threes, floaters, all sorts of stuff. I think in time his defense is going to be even worse because he's going to take more of an offensive load. as it becomes more heliocentric around Jalen. He's going to put up absolutely bonkers numbers. He will get the ball a ton. It is very apparent from talking to anybody that Houston is like, no, no, no. Like, if it's a pro- if John Wall's usage is an issue, we'll figure out either John Wall will have a hamstring injury or will be moved. <laughs> uh, if Kevin Porter Jr. is not down. With how much he's gonna, Jalen's gonna get the ball. We will solve that. Like this is Jalen Green's team. So Brandon, why on earth am I not betting? Well, I'll tell you, I already have. I've already bet Jalen Green at every book I have to win Rookie of the Year, especially at plus four hundred, which is the number that he's at in most of those books. Why? Why on earth am I wrong about Jalen Green winning Rookie of the Year? How is this not the best value on the board?
1: Because Cade Cunningham exists, that's why <sighs> Jalen Green could win Rookie of the Year. You know, another season where like, when Michael Carter Williams is the competition, or when Joel Embiid plays 31 games, then sure, Jalen Green score lots of points. Hurry, Jalen Green, and he's gonna be and he's gonna get numbers. He's gonna he's gonna score a bunch. I think Jalen Green is gonna be this year's version of Anthony Edwards. I think that he's gonna have moments, and he's gonna have huge flashy highlights. He's going to have a couple nights where he puts up a 40-point game. I just think he's also going to have some nights where he scores like 8 points where the shots not falling and they just turn to a wall or Porter or Christian Wood or some of the other rookies on the team and see what they can do instead. Like look, this is this is an archetype problem. This is the thing that we talked about so much about Devin Booker. There's not going to be a lot of other complementary stats here. And let's be very clear, Rookie of the Year is about stats, but it's not only about points per game. If you if you look at it over the years, you basically add up points and rebounds and assists. You're just looking for counting numbers. Show me numbers, just give me numbers, and that's what, what wins you the award. Cade Cunningham is a great rebounder for his position. He's definitely going to have more rebounds than Jalen Green. He's an elite passer even if he's off the ball a little bit, he's still such a good passer. He's easily going to have more assists than Green, maybe a lot more if this Killian Hayes thing is, by the way, Killian did not look good in summer league. So uh, we'll see how much Cade plays on the ball. So now Cade has more rebounds and more assists. And so Jalen Green has to make up ground on points and he, he might have to make up a bunch of ground. I think to me, this is a, a floor ceiling thing. I think that Jalen Green for 25 games of the season is going to look like this insane ceiling guy. And Cunningham's not going to look like that yet this year. I think that he's going to just be good always. He's going to be good. He's going to have a high floor. He's going to get, you know, an, an off night for Cade Cunningham is going to be like 13.6 rebounds and four assists because he's not a lot happened. But he's still got numbers that night. Like an off night for Jalen Green is that he he like tanked every advanced metric because we know that's how this archetype goes. They get all the bad numbers early on and that's not going to matter so much. That's not how we do the award. That's not what Houston cares about. But like any tiebreaker when it comes down to, well, it's kind of close. Let me just pick the better player. Well, it's kind of close. Let me pick the player that the numbers are favoring, who, who's who's showing up and doing more things. I just think green is going to be buzzier And he's going to have those Edwards moments. But Kate is just going to just keep putting up numbers. He's going to compile night after night, day after day. The shooting is good. Even if he's off the ball, he's going to score. He's going to make threes. Um, There are going to be moments, too. Look, we love what we saw from from Shengen on the Rockets. There's going to be stretches this season where Jalen Green perhaps is not the best rookie on his team. Shengen is going to have good stretches. And they are going to be conversations about it. And how can you be the rookie of the year if you're not the best rookie on your own team, the entire season?
2: Schengen's getting stuffed in a locker the minute that he has to face NBA physicality, like 100% he's getting stuffed. Like it's, it's nice that he had a good summer league and everyone's so excited about him. I'm telling you based off of like the, the, every person, this isn't even my opinion. This is like the NBA people I talked to. I was like, Hey, what do you think about Schengen? They're like, Oh man, isn't he so talented? I mean, he's going to get killed when he has to play NBA physicals, but still like really good Mm -hmm. summer league for him. Like, Sure. This is not it, especially like he's got Christian Wood in front of him. Come on, man. Like he's got Christian Wood's usage in front of him. Come on, man. Raheem, before I come back at this, who won that first round? <laughs> I'm gonna say you won it. Um, and I think
0: partially is because I, I think I kind of agree. I, I just think Jalen, Jalen just looks a lot more athletic and it, it just he just looks like he's a guy who could just put up Points and bunches. So I, I kind of agree with you more. And then the fact that you had supporting evidence by actually being at the sporting at, at, at the summer league and being able to quote scouts and stuff like that, it's just, it's kind of hard to argue with you. Well, and
2: here, so here's more of it. Okay. So you mentioned the assist. Jalen was actually a better passer than I thought. He had some really okay. sweet pick and roll pocket passes to rollers. And with that, with Christian Wood, that's going to be absolutely terrific. Uh, here's one of the things, Brandon. What do you have to have happen in order to get an assist? You got to make the bucket. You have to make the bucket. The Pistons have no one to do so. It's just Jeremy Grant. He even lost Mason Plumlee, man. He even lost the easy buckets to Mace. Like, that's not an option. The the rest of that Pistons roster, and you can tell, like the Summer League team is not representative of how how good the NBA team is. But when you're a young team, the fact that you looked at the Pistons and were like, oh boy, like – that's an issue. The other thing is pace. Uh, there's two things to consider here. Pace and also how the opponents are going to treat them. If you're an NBA team, let's say that you're the Bucks. It's Tuesday in February. You've been on the road on a West Coast road trip. You just beat the Lakers. Are you buckling down and playing top-end defense versus the Rockets? Or are you going to go up and down with them because it's easier and you know that you can score 135 and win that game 135 to 128? You're doing the latter. Like, you're obviously going to play it at a faster pace and go easier. And, it, like, this is the part of the You're talking about the floor. I don't think there's going to be that many nights because I just think they'll play fast and give like, – when they get blown out, they're just going to give Jalen more opportunities. <laughs> like, they're not going to sit Jalen. He's just going to play more. Um, again, I think that Cade is a more impactful player. But the other part of this is, like, I genuinely think that the Rockets are going to look better because the Rockets have more talent. Like, the Rockets have more talent right now. They've got KPJ. They've got Christian Wood. They have a lot of guys that can score. Like, this team's going to be bad. We're talking relatively speaking. I think they're going to be bottom five. I also think that the Pistons legitimately, like, I don't know. I also, one thing, I don't know how this is going to If you're Jeremy Grant and you sign with Weaver because he was like, I believe you can be the guy. And you had this great season and they draft K Cunningham. How's that going to work out? So come on, all, really? all of this combined, I think, is an, is- is an issue for you. Like, I just, at especially, like, I got it higher. It's still plus 300 at books. You get 3-1 to one for Jalen to win Rookie of the Year.
1: Okay, my turn. So here, here's the thing. If you're Jeremy Grant and you're mad that we drafted Cade Cunningham, hey, guess what, Jeremy Grant? Maybe don't be the team that gets the number one to pick. Maybe be a little better and win some games, then we won't get the number one pick to draft Cade Cunningham. That's not how I mean, they're going to treat him. You know, it's I not going to
2: how they're going to treat
1: him. I don't really <laughs> care what Jeremy Grant thinks. Jeremy Grant is not the future. You don't. Cade yeah, but th- here's is the future. Wait,
2: wait, wait, hang on. This is where you go wrong, though. Is you you're in you're <laughs> on the logic train versus the NBA train. You got to keep Jeremy's agent happy. You got to keep Jeremy from going Listen, berserk in the locker room.
1: You made the argument for me against the Rockets. The Rockets have way more talent. And uh, the Pistons have nothing. The Pistons have Jeremy Grant and nobody else that's taking shots away. So, okay, maybe that there's no one else to pass to. Okay, well, now now Cade has to score. Now he's going to shoot a lot more. That's what happened at Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham in high school was an assist machine. He was doing a ton of passing, setting his teammates up because his high school team was, like, legitimately loaded Scotty Barnes was on that team. Moses Moody was on that team. Daron Sharp. Like he had an entire team of first round picks in high school. And so he was a facilitator. If he goes to Detroit and he's got nobody to pass to you because they're not hitting, well, he's just going to score 20 points a game. Then that's what he did at Oklahoma state. He he does whatever is needed. He can shoot. He can score. He can pull up. And Jalen green doesn't have that many outs like that right now. Cade Cunningham has whatever out that's needed. He's going to provide that. I'm not afraid of Jeremy Grant stealing away a few shots. And then who, who was left from there? Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay. These are the guys that I'm, I'm afraid of not getting but this the numbers. Is part of the thing, for like, him.
2: Hayes entire thing is that he makes everybody better,
1: but that's right? not why I'm, that's not why I'm betting on him. I'm betting on him to have the numbers because he, he doesn't have to contend with here's, here's what, uh, what Jalen green has to contend with. Here's what last season looked like. Christian wood, 21 points and 10 rebounds. John wall, 20 points, seven assists a game. Kevin Porter Jr., 17 points, six assists a game. All that usage that you're talking about, all that stuff that Shangun is trapped behind, Jalen Green's going to be trapped behind a lot of that sometimes too. And that's not what everyone's saying. No one thinks that. If you think that, okay, well, fine, the Rockets are going to be a little too good. They're going to tank, they're going to clear these guys out. Wood and Wall will get a phantom injury and go on the IR or whatever. Okay, fine. If I concede that, then don't bet Jalen Green now. Bet him when that happens because his odds are going to go worse while those guys are playing, and then you're going to get a better shot at a worse number when those guys clear out and his numbers. Brady,
0: worse. you made a good point earlier. You said that you felt like Jalen Green is going to be like Anthony the Effort. So, So you're you're basically admitting that at some point he's going to come on, but you think it's going to be a little bit too late, too little too late.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, this is because, a, I
0: mean, that's essentially what Anthony Edwards did. You know, this is not a case
1: head. against Jalen Green. Like, I, I wrote about this two weeks ago and I said, bet on Jalen Green at plus 475. Like, to me, if it's not Cade, it's absolutely Jalen Green. I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to have, you know, electric moments. Uh, rookie of the year, too. I looked this up. Six of the last seven years, the rookie of the year was a top three pick. That means Cade or Green or Evan Mobley. It's not going to be Evan Mobley. I love Evan Mobley. It's not going to be Mobley. It's not this year. So it's one of these two. These are the two. Like, look, you could play both of them right now. You could just play both. And if you play both and one of them wins, I think it comes out to like plus 175. So what do you think about that? Just Raheem, you like to go on the safer odds. Well, how about we both win? Just play them both and take your plus 175. Kane and Jalen versus the field.
2: He's thinking about it. I'll say this. Um, I think here's one. K shot forty six percent from two point range at Oklahoma yeah, State, not great. Big Twelve mm-hmm. guys. What you saw in summer league, he would dribble into help and have nothing to really do with it. If he doesn't have a great passing option, now again, as the Pistons get better and he's playing with better teammates, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he is a lift all boats. Like he's my kind of guy. My kind of guys don't win rookie of the year. Brandon Gunners yeah. win rookie of the year. That's who wins. And like a lot of his um I I look at with Jalen he's gonna have the you talk about the overall the score the numbers at the end will matter but here's the dividing line those signature games matter a lot with the voters too and Jalen's gonna have a night where it's like 37 like I would not be shocked if he went for 37 in the first two months of the season that's a lot for a rookie and I think he can do that that's how much of a natural scorer he is
1: for sure Cade's I mean, half
2: ceiling. Cade's the most Cade will score next season. What do you think? That, what would you put the ceiling on Cade's scoring night? I 29 mean, and a half?
1: Yeah, I, I would take an over, but not by much. I, I was going to say yeah. like 32, like, 31. Here's the thing
2: draft, draft Knicks like yourself love Cade. They have loved Cade the whole way because he's such a great player and he does all these things and he's so smart. Again, rookie of the year is not smart. It's very dumb. It's very dumb. And so, yeah. and, and so to me, There's you're getting trapped into the idea of you're just so so built on, but Kate's better when it's not about that. It's not about that. You can't really be sitting here thinking that he's going to Kate on the Pistons is going to put up better numbers
1: than Jalen. Because here's the thing that you're that you're overlooking still. It's not just points. You got to count the rebounds and the assists, but he's going to be.
2: I think the thing is, I think he'll be even with the assist because of the pace.
1: No, I don't think so. I think that there's going to be times where they're even, but I think that Cade's going to have multiple triple doubles this year because he's going yeah. to get these system he's, he's a great get rebounder. 100 percent, 100 percent. He's a great rebounder. So it's like we're here's what's going to happen. We're going to get we're going to get like a quiet stretch from Cade for a couple of weeks where no one really notices, no big highlights, and he's going to do like 13 seven and 5, 12, 6, and eight, just you yep. a bunch of like sure whatever sort of games. All those numbers just added up to like you know 28 to 30 points, rebounds, assists each night. Here's what's gonna happen with Jalen Green. We're gonna get 37, five, 28, eight, and like all those points, we're gonna we're gonna notice those high points. That's not what
2: they're not. I'll tell you this: rebounding will not decide rookie of the year. Get
1: I'm telling you right that now. I'm telling you that that's what history says. No. The me- like- what voter has <laughs> ever been
2: like, I, I picked this guy for Rookie of the Year because of rebounding, Brandon? It
1: doesn't, nobody is saying that. They're telling us with their voting. The voting history is telling us that point rebound <laughs> assists is what decides it. I don't care what people think that they're doing. I care what they're telling me with their vote. And their votes are telling me that the stats matter.
2: The stats matter, but rebounds are tossed in there as like a nice side note. Not, this is not, this is a ridiculous notion that rebounds are going to be the differential between Kate Cunningham and Jalen. That's insane. Pace one last thing pace pistons were 23rd with dwayne casey last year right they want to win like casey wants to win he wants to keep his job right more likely to play veterans more likely to be conservative rockets were sixth in pace last year we know that the rotors aren't going to adjust for pace except for like zach lowe and the high-end analyst right yeah like right. 23rd versus six that's a big gap brandon big difference that's a mm. big gap so I, like I'm- all the talk about the other guys that are on the team, there's enough possessions to go around. I don't know that Detroit's going to have enough possessions to go around. Like,
1: yeah, I think that that's I, fair. I do I, think though, mm-hmm. so. how how would you guess their minutes per game rate out over a whole season? Do you mm-hmm. talk, because I think that Cade is going to play like a full thirty-five per game pretty much the entire year, and I don't think Jalen's going to get anywhere near that.
2: that I don't know. But, that, we're going to have to see yeah. how it goes. No, I, I think
0: I think one of the things he just said was that they already plan on moving John Wall. give him the team so i think that's uh, that's that's the thing that we have to find out
2: they're not planning on moving them they're just uh, it's been very made it's just very clear that everybody's like no no no. like nothing's going to stand in the way of Jalen. that's the impression
1: let's come back to that then if let's say that i buy the Jalen green argument and i want to bet him shouldn't i wait because this was 475 a week ago before he exploded in summer league and now you lost half the value on it and don't we, we we're admitting that the Rockets early in the season are probably going to play wall and wood more than they will at the end of the season. So shouldn't I wait while his numbers are a little muted at the beginning and then strike a month or two in before they start to clear some of that out and really feature, like it's the Anthony Edwards thing. Well, I would I wait. I wait?
2: I mean, I, I mean, I, I would bet now, right. To get this good value because then after Kate Cunningham has 15 rebounds and wins the award, you can just bet cake. No. Um, I think there's, I think there's, to me there's good value now and later on, on that. Um, there's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. things I think to, to take away from it. Let me ask this as we wrap up: Is there anybody else that you guys think is our long shot for rookie of the year? Raheem, I know you don't really mess with college, so you're not going to be super high on this. Brand, is there a, is there a long mm-hmm. shot you like for rookie of the year?
1: Uh, I do have a long shot. I mean, it's definitely long, but the the name that I would sprinkle just a little bit on is Cam Thomas at Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That dude is a bucket, mm-hmm. and that is all that he wants to be like this is my version of the Jalen Green pick. And it's it's going to be tough because he's not going to get anywhere near the shine because, uh, by the way, they got a few other players there in Brooklyn. But basically, here's the case for it. The case is Durant misses like 20 games waiting for the playoffs. Harden misses 20. Kyrie misses 30 or 40. And we just need somebody to come in and get a bucket off the bench. I don't care if you don't pass. I don't care if you don't play defense, which is great because Cam Thomas doesn't do either of those things. He does score, though. He had the second highest scoring average in summer league history. He, he scored like 23 a game as a freshman in the SEC. I don't even like him as a prospect. I'm out on him. I just think he's going to score a lot. So here's the counter argument. They signed Patty Mills. So I like Cam Thomas as a six-man scorer for Brooklyn. He's 50-1 to one rookie of the year. That was my long shot. I think Patty being there steals some of that possible shine of just like a bench guy to score a bunch. But I don't see anyone else I love. That's my best long shot. Uh,
2: Josh Giddey, thirty to one, is mine. Uh, he looked yeah. really great. Oh, interesting! All of the people that I've talked to have been have been like, keep an eye out. Especially folks close to the team have been like, the thing uh-huh. he had, he had that ankle injury. Um, I do want to make clear on this: I'm not banking banking all of this based off of summer league like the numbers because mm-hmm. I went back and looked, and like, there's zero correlation between. How you do in summer league and winning rookie of the year? Like, cat yeah. averaged fifteen points in summer league, and then obviously like dominated in, in his rookie season. So like, mm-hmm. there's no correlation there. Um, you know, maybe his rebounds that was the difference there. But like, I think his, I just do think that Giddy's in a pretty good spot to be able to generate. Like, he's gonna be so much of the engine of that team. Yeah. Uh, uh, even with Shay, I think that he's gonna do so much in so many areas. That I like Giddy's combination uh quite a bit as kind of a long shot. I'll say, look, this is a wild one. I I don't think you'll get enough minutes. Sharif Cooper looked great. Like <laughs> yeah, he did. Sharif yeah. looked great. Yeah. yeah. It made me
0: I, mad that he went to Atlanta and has to play behind Trey Young because I think yeah. he be beat- teams. We'd be looking at that
2: one pretty seriously. I think that's where I was.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if if, if Trey Young gets injured for like an extended period, grab that Sharif Cooper stock right fast while you can, because that's where his opportunity is. Otherwise, he's going to be doing his like 15 minutes a game thing. Uh, I I look at Giddy. I like him. My my fear with Giddy is that I think it's going to be a steep learning curve. International point guard. We've seen this like it takes a while and all the numbers count all year. And also he's just not a scorer. Like he's just not a guy that's going to put up a lot of points. That's that's not how he's wired and he's not a shooter right now. So I think he's going to have a really hard time getting to the, the scoring numbers that you need to like, he's going to be getting like seven, eight, nine points a game. I think a bunch of times, and that, that's just not going to measure up with the Jalen greens of the world out there. So um,
2: <laughs> yeah. well <played>. good job. <laughs> All right. We're through <laughs> one episode of buckets. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Uh, We will react to the NBA schedule, which should be fully out by next week. We'll give you an idea of how those schedule impacts in terms of back-to-backs and things like that have an impact on win totals, things that we see from that angle. We'll also take a look at the other awards next week. We'll start on most improved player. Uh, We'll take a look at um six man of the year as i try desperately to get one book to offer me deanthony melton we'll take a look at all the other odds that are on the table for the awards next season as we get you set rolling in the next month as we get closer we're just guys we're a we're a month basically away we're about five weeks away from nba training camp you guys got nfl very exciting for y'all make sure to check out these guys on twitter Mm. and in the action network app so you can follow their bets and track them uh brandon anderson is at Wheaton Brando, W-H-E-A-T-O-N Brando. And Raheem Palmer is at okay. At D J R R T O. Yeah, DJ is it. It's Dj R T O
0: D-A-I-Z-Z-A. I'm gonna rebrand soon, but catch me while you can <laughs>
2: I, I was talking to him I about I, how I personally am not built to say that. So I appreciate Raheem actually <laughs> for me. Thanks to our producer, Dan Titus. Uh, make sure to download the Action Network app. And we will see you guys again next week on another episode of Buckets.